George, can I uh, almost take your same question and maybe frame it into a scenario for maybe like someone who's managing a small marketing team that may have come across this podcast and saw that we were talking about project management and maybe beforehand was thinking, oh, my team's inefficient or we keep missing deadlines or there's a lot of friction. Maybe I need to do project management better. And maybe that's the idea they have in their head. And then they come and listen to this. What, 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 what advice would the two of you give that person? Like, are you a HubSpot user looking to stay up to date with HubSpot inbound and all the information that will make your job easier and help you and your company grow better? Each week, the spot brings you the HubSpot education, ideas, and tools that you need to maximize your success, make work just a little bit easier, and of course, brighten your day along the way. Listen in as Julie, Doug, Max, and George share their authentic, entertaining, and valuable conversations with the people who really matter. That's right, you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for your HubSpot journey heroes. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spot. Ready, spot, grow. That's right, we're back for another episode of The Spot. And I'm super excited today because we're going to talk about, I think, something that we all do, even though we don't think that we do it, because everything might be a project, depending on how you're running your life. But we're diving into the topic of project management. We're talking about process we're talking about best practices. So let's just start kind of at the beginning of this journey. When you guys think of projects or project management, where do you think we should start with the people who are listening to this episode? I'm terrible at it and I've never locked down a good way I like to do it because I just run by the seat of my pants for too long. So um, I'm very curious to listen to this conversation. You're, I'm so literally it's, sweating, Max. It's, 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 it's funny. It's funny, though. I love this because Julie like had heart palpitations as you were speaking. And, and, and I was very much like, yes, for a lot of my life and in a lot of areas, I can just go by the seat of my pants like let's mm -hmm. let's wing it let's wing it it's this all in my is head the, yeah this is the hashtag not winging it episode yeah. <laughs> of the spot so julie for somebody who just had heart palpitations when max said that like <laughs> how important is project management why should people be thinking about project management what say you all right, so let's go down. Uh, let's go down some memory lane. Um, I started my marketing career um, as part of a very small marketing team that, over the course of nine months, became a marketing team of one. Um, I was really fortunate to get a cool job where I worked for a company that had this idea of like, let's not hire a bunch of like really established marketers. Let's hire kind of more entry level, early career people and kind of let them build their skill set and let them build our marketing experience. My first day they were like, oh, hey, we have HubSpot. You're going to figure out how to use it, right? That's my, my HubSpot story, my marketing story. So I went from small team, people didn't really know what they were doing, to marketing team of one, to my next job, which was kind of, again, part of a small team, still in-house, and then my next job, which was at an agency. And here's the thing that happened when I went from in-house small team to agency. When you work in house and you're part of a small team, it's really easy to not really have a process for anything and just to have like, oh, I write the blogs and I know after I write the blog, I email it to this person and they review it. And I just know that I'm the only person who does it. It's really easy. Um, when you start to scale that into an agency space, you're like, oh, oh, well, like I have six different clients and six different people do the writing for those clients. And then I have editors and they have review processes internally and it starts to snowball. 
And the reason why I am like obsessive with project and process management is now on the other side, what I see often is marketing teams that don't have process defined and don't have either a tool, a system, a way of doing that things kind of end up not getting done. Things end up, oh, where is this? Like it it kind of just drops off somewhere because there's no single source of truth. There's no record. I have a client who says all the time, shipping is a feature. Shipping is a feature. If you can't actually ship it, if you can't actually do it, it's it's nothing. It's a feature. Um, And I love that because um, that's the piece of the puzzle that I, I find gets lost without process and project management. Which, which piece of the puzzle? Shipping. Yeah. Finishing it. Saying, this is yeah. done. I shall ship it now. I shall yeah, release yeah. it to the world. So, which, by the way, there's two things that hit my brain. Actually, there's multiple things. I love this already, this this episode. There's multiple things that hit my brain. First of all is the Kmart uh, commercial of, like, I shipped my pants. But anyway, <laughs> you can go YouTube that real quick because ship it, though. But, when Julie, when you said that, I'm like, I had just got done watching the other day a video. It talked about execution is king, right? Like, executing, like, getting stuff done, getting it out the door, making sure that it happens, and so that you're leaning into project management and process and team and and the ability. This is the third thing that hit my brain, and I'm just going to kind of lay it out here, and then I'm going to be quiet and let Doug or Max, uh, whoever wants to jump in. But the, the other thing that hit my brain is expectations. Like when you have a process in place, you kind of know what to expect or not to expect when you're supposed to dive in or not dive in like anyway. Yeah, but that's really important, George. So it's not just, yes, shipping is a feature, execution is king, but executing in the right way, shipping at the right time when the right Mm -hmm. things are done, right? Like having that almost agile project management project definition of done, that's important. You can publish 75 blogs in a day uh, they'll probably all have a lot of typos in them. Yeah. It probably isn't going to help you, right? Like there are reasons to do and there are reasons to not do. There are reasons to publish. There are reasons to hold back. And knowing those things and having the process around some of those mission critical things is equally as important as sending it out into the world. One one thing that I will kind of speak from my experience of being bad at project management is, and this is less, I think this is less high level. I mean, this is just kind of like a basic thing I noticed that like really made it difficult for me to buy into getting real smart about the way I manage projects. Because in my last role, before I moved to sales, I was in a very project-based role. So we, were, we were building trainings. We were updating curriculum. We were doing very project-based stuff versus like, you know, more proactive or reactive, like talking to customers. And, and kind of, you know, moving on and stuff like that. And one thing that was like really tough and, and the advice I'll kind of give is if you are going to use a piece of software to manage your projects, try to get everyone using the same piece of software just because like we used literally every single project in, in our one team. We used Asana, we used Airtable, we used Workday, we used, uh, we were doing stuff in HubSpot tickets. We were doing a million, we had a million different ways that we we tracked our project management we had smart sheet, right? We had a billion different things. We were even throwing stuff in Jira for an approval process. And we weren't even like doing anything with software. We were just <laughs> like, it was just how we got our projects approved, right? But I'm saying, it I'm created saying. just this nightmare of yeah. like, everyone's got a different process. No one can kind of understand what other teams are working on at the same time. And so it's just, if you're going to use a piece of software, just really get everyone on board with one. It might make your life a little easier. 
I'm sure there's other reasons behind that that are higher level than I'm thinking about, but I know it was a nightmare for me. No, oh no, my God. HubSpot, the HubSpot team does a horrible job of getting stuff out. The quality is low. It clearly isn't working. No, no, no. I don't agree with that. I don't know. I think that's right. Exactly. My trainings won awards. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. That was my point. That was my point. Yeah. That's my point. Okay. So, so for everything, and I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily disagree with what Max said, but for everything that he just said, you're saying we still get it done. It it, it worked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But is it working efficiently? Is it working as well as it could? What if you're right? Right. What if the the process that I would give on the productivity? at HubSpot and, and the quality. I mean, clearly it is damaging their stock price. It's <laughs> so well, here's, you know, to Doug's point, we got it done. Yeah. But sometimes it was a nightmare to get it done. Yeah. So, and that's, that's, and you, know what you don't want project, that. You know what every project management in the history of project management has said, sometimes it's a nightmare to get it done. True. Yeah. Right. So we get, we get lost in this. I, I, I mean, I do have a take on this. We get lost in this right, wrong way of doing things. Okay. Where, where it's all trade-offs. The other thing is in this conversation so far, we have used so many terms, treating them like they're synonyms when in fact they're not, we have talked about process. We have talked about systems. We have talked about projects. We have talked about programs. We have talked about tasks. We haven't mentioned structure. Those are all distinctly different things. Remember, I'm the words mean things guys here. One of the big problems with project management is it's a misused term because most of what we're doing isn't actually project. A project has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It is a defined set of tasks over a defined period of time, right? A program does not. They're different orientations. They're different things. Process management and, and half of what everyone said, the problem that I heard was far more about process management and process design than it had anything to do with project management. And so everyone's looking for the project management solution when in fact they don't really have a project management problem, or at least they don't have a project management problem yet. And that's why people jump from tool to tool to tool to tool to tool. By the way, that's the other thing is we talk about tools and we call them systems. Tools are not systems, right? So, so project management, especially in the world of marketing, is a small sliver of what we do. Um, and, and trying to apply true project management to a program will lead to conflict. So I do want to clarify, Jack. I said project and process, and I meant them separately. No, I, I, I'm not, I meant them incredibly I, separately because I, I, I am calling, with you. They're not the same. No, no, no. But you're saying you've said these as synonyms. So I do want to clarify there. But if, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is if we listen to the conversation and, and this is representational of, of conversations that happen everywhere, is yeah. that sometimes we use them to mean distinctly different things, but, but sometimes we use them in, in, in a synonym aspect because someone started talking right. about, a, a, you know, a, you know, this was a project management problem when in fact what they were talking about was a process. And again, right. there's. Saying, I'm not what do we need to do? How do we do that? Where do we do that? How often do we do that? Are there all of these different pieces that are different and kind of wrapped into this thing we as marketers think of as project management, if you want to call it program management, et cetera, fine. But what, well, I want to go back to what Max was saying, saying that, because there is program management and project management are different things. Understood. But I, I want to go back to Max because Max, you were talking about, yeah, we got it done. Doug, you pointed out, yeah, HubSpot's doing great. It's getting out into the world. And every project manager will say some of the projects are really hard. I think what Max was also talking about, though, is the experience of it being hard. The feeling mm-hmm. as the employee who maybe isn't 
in charge of the project, but is in charge of certain deliverables or pieces of the puzzle. Like, oh my gosh, this is in six different places. Am I doing my job as well as I could if I'm spending a third of my day logging into different but, tools? But that's my important. Point is, my, my point, again, I'm, I'm not saying there aren't, I'm not saying there aren't issues there. I want to be careful about even calling them problems. I'm saying that, that, that first off, we think about, we, 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 far too often we define project management as, well, what's the right way to do it? When, when in fact, all I want to do with project management, and I've talked to great project managers, there's a difference between a project man, the project of building a 72-story build that has tremendous precision that has critical path that's a different project then it, it's about being a little bit less wrong you know the danger of could i perform better the answer to that question is always yes the question is that the, you know the challenge is every decision that you make takes trade-offs so as you begin to orient to could we make our project management better the answer is always going to be yes and to make it better you have to take resources and energy and focus from other places. And, and so, you know, when you really look at it, I would, you know, and, and there's, there's great research on this. One of the best books on it is several, like probably 20 years ago, The Discipline of Market Leaders, where they talked about one of the problems that businesses have is they try to be great at everything. When in reality, there's, there's various disciplines of business. There's operational excellence, of which pro project management falls in operational excellence. There's customer intimacy. The, the feeling of making customers, you know, how do customers feel? There's superiority, uh, you know, one of a kind, defined, et cetera. What, what discipline of market leaders was, the, the theory behind it is choose the foundation that you are going to base what you're doing and be great at that. In everything else, the only thing you're striving for is good enough. Doing anything beyond good enough, which is, is this preventing us from achieving our business objective? Doing anything beyond good enough takes away the resources from where you need to excel. And so project management for Imagine is a very different discipline than project management for um, ABC construction. And, and so the lens of where we find it is at what point does project management or program management or whatever prevent you? Is, is that the causal factor that's preventing you from achieving your objective? If it's not preventing you from achieving your objectives, I'm not saying don't work to iterate and, and get better. But I'm saying, yeah, you're going to have lots and lots of weaknesses there. You just don't want it to be broken, right? There's broken, there's not broken, and there's working, right? If you can have 20% of what you do working, 70% of what you do not broken, you're going to be in the top 1% of businesses out there. And, and what I see is far too often people spend lots and lots of time on things that are not broken, they're not working, right? But they're not broken, meaning it's not holding them back. I see businesses put all kinds of effort into that and the juice isn't worth the squeeze then. So I wanna push back a little bit and then I want Julie's brain to unlock because she's patiently sitting there. Uh, but I wanna push back a little bit because just because it's not broken for you doesn't mean that you're not breaking it for everybody else. And I'm talking personally at this point where, and, and by the way, Max, I'm loving this episode, being able to just kind of be a fly on the wall with you and just like listen to what's going on here. Because as the fly by the seat of our pants guys, like I know I wanna get better at this. This, and I know historically, while my system, my process, my project is just fine for me, 
I'm breaking people around me and they have no idea how to help. And Julie, you started to lean into something that I want you to unpack a little bit more as you kind of move forward. And that is empathy to the people making it look easy. Doug, you jested about the stock price and this, that, and the other thing. Meanwhile, Max and his team are going through hell <laughs> to make it look easy. And so this, this ability who who is going through to, how to make to, it look easy? That's neither here nor there. Like, I think you can make it easier. I don't think you have to go through complete hell. I think that there is a thing of there's a there's an in-between, less binary between broke and what we started to talk about there. When because I, I personally am trying to transition myself into somebody who is paying attention to those around them in this kind of symbiotic like ecosystem culture that we are really building and leveraging for everything that we're kind of doing moving forward. And so um, empathy in the process we can talk about the platform and all that good stuff, but but Julie, lean a little bit more into that and your thoughts on project management and the process that we could be thinking about or leveraging around teams. My objective is always um, this is this is the the perspective I come at documentation. I'll put another buzzword out there for you, Doug. Um, documentation, <laughs> process management, project management. From is if I died tomorrow. Poof, Julie's gone, right? Hopefully people would be sad. Um, however, if I died tomorrow, at some point, someone needs to step in and do my job. This is true for all of us, right? Would they have what they need to pick up those pieces? Or are things gone with me? It's funny because that's why I explained why CRMs exist. <laughs> Great. The, I always say my page. line was, if the sales rep gets hit by a bus... Someone else can come in and pick up where they left off. Yeah, so I usually, when I like deliver this to my team in terms of a why of documentation, we'll we'll just say generally, I usually say, if you broke your leg and you needed to be in the hospital for two weeks and we still need to serve our clients for those two weeks, what would happen? Do you feel like you could step away and everything is where it needs to be and someone so, could do what they need to do to help our clients be successful? So- I, I agree with that completely. I think where people, you know, given that this came up through the lens of project management, you know, my, my, my point is there's a huge continuum. Remember there, you know, infinity exists between zero and one, you know, what is documentation? Most people, when I talk to them, when we talk documentation, they think A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I could turn it over to a monkey. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Holy cow, mm. drop that one down. Nice. But, you know, that they, they, they can turn that over when really what I think you're talking about, and sometimes it does require that, right? There's elements where this is repeatable and we want to be able to push it down to someone that is candidly less and less capable to execute. By the way, realize as you push that down, what you are doing are going down the path to where humans no longer do that. Because as you go to A, B, C, D, E, that's an algorithm and computers do algorithms better, right? And, and what ends up happening is we forget variance. And I know you agree with me on this, Julie, because we talk about positive friction all the time. Variance is what makes us special. Variance is the feature of being a human. It is not a bug. And we are killing our variance in pursuit of efficiency when really what we need to do is to create high context cultures 
What's the intent? What's the milestone? Where's the place we want to be? Obsess about the destination. Be flexible about the journey. Some places you can't be flexible. Where can you be flexible? Because by the way, I see all kinds of people, they, they you know, we want to clone our best person. And so they try to make everybody that person. Well, guess what? I don't want George doing what George does the way someone else does it. I want George to get us to that point, but I want George to, 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 to have the freedom and the ability to have that flexibility of path. And that's, again, why I'm talking about you know, project management. When we talk about project management is designed to eliminate variance, right? And that's where things like total quality management, Six Sigma, things like that are very, po- are very powerful when we want to get rid of Inspector 11 and we're looking for the exact same output all the time. Then we take these inherently eliminate variance things and now we want to apply them to creative and we wonder why it doesn't seem to translate. And I'm just, and so all I'm saying is there is a continuum and use the prop, you know, identify what the issue is for that solution. And one reason why project management is so damn hard. And by the way, I'm, I will, I'm willing to bet money that the underlying issue that led to the hell that Max described is everyone was in pursuit of a project management, how do you know, a project management, how can I be better at project management instead of just defining the damn process a little bit more clearly and where the intent was. Because you know what? There are periods where I don't necessarily have to know what's going on in detail. Got to know where it is in relation to, and, and, and that's my only point is proper solution to proper problem. And we jump to the solution of project management. That's what my point is. Julie, Doug, because Max and I are literally sitting here just kind of like absorbing. What do you say? To the people who are the fly by the seat of their pants, they're listening to this and they're like, I do need insert buzzword process, program, project management, whatever. I do need that in my life. How the how the heck do we get started? Like where map the process. Okay. Yeah. Don't even talk don't even talk to me about project management if you haven't mapped the process. Yeah. What do you need to do and how do you do those things? Right. So let's let's talk Thanksgiving. So I don't know when this episode's going live, but it's the week before Thanksgiving. I have cooked a full scratch Thanksgiving dinner once in my life. It was really fun. I like doing it. I love cooking. Um, I spatchcocked a turkey. It was great. Oh. If you don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm real crispy skin, cooks in 90 minutes. Like, look at me freaking go. Anytime, listen, right, loved it. Thanksgiving is like a logistical nightmare for those of you who are cookers, right? There's a lot going on. There's stovetop, there's oven, there's turkey. There's like, maybe you also need a ham. There's all of these things, right? And there are all of these resources for here's a timeline for cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Here's how to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's fantastic. And I love that. What ends up happening was I had some recipes. I had some things I was cooking just on my own. Um, and I needed a way to plan my day. So what did I do? I wrote down all of the things I needed to accomplish. We started with what are the dishes I am cooking? What is that recipe? How long does that, how long do I anticipate that will take to happen? And then I said, okay, what are like the sub steps here? Right. So where are my recipes were like, I'm chopping a bunch of stuff. I can do that the night before. Right. So you start pulling out the things to be done. And then I timelined it all. And it was custom for me and the Thanksgiving I was cooking because maybe my green bean casserole recipe only takes five minutes because I'm magical. Or maybe we're using like an alternate milk because someone is dairy free because their body, you know, is rejecting. Um, And that changes something for me. So that idea of like, write out what you need to do, 
break it down into what are those sub steps and then organize into that bigger picture is always the approach I take. And what I want to call out is making Thanksgiving, arranging Thanksgiving dinner is complicated, but it's not complex. It's a simple system. It's not a complex system. Yeah. What, what we're doing in, in business, when we talk about business and anytime you talk about people being involved, you're dealing with a complex system, which means those same things, you know, you can't apply the same approach to a simple system to a complex system. And, and that's what we keep trying to do. We keep taking complex elements out, isolate them. Um, you know, as, as Julie said, we could publish 75 blogs today, but they're probably not going to be any good. I, I would actually challenge Julie. I think today we could publish 75 blogs with no typos. I, I could just put everything through Grammarly and I could have 75 posts and they would still probably be bad. It would still probably be bad because, it, because I'm not, you know, again, the focus is on, the, on, on efficiency, not impact. Well, how does this impact the other thing that impacts the other thing that impacts the other thing? In, in sales and marketing, in any market customer facing element or any people facing element. When you change one thing, it changes other things in ways that you cannot predict. That, that, that's where agile, and I'm a big fan of agile, but that's where agile has failed in, in, in the marketing approach is that building a software product doesn't have the same complexity. It's complicated, but it's not the same level of complexity. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. You know, we're playing, we're playing an infinite game. If you're in life, if you're in business, you are playing an infinite game. And we've got to stop defining the rules by the rules of finite games. Now, we like finite games because they have beginnings, middles, and ends. There's certainty. We know if we won or lost, we have a record, right? But that's not the game that we're playing. And that's why there's so much conflict in, in the world today is that we've now come up against the challenges of complexity and we keep trying to bring simple solutions to complex, wicked problems. Yeah. And listeners, if you're like, woo, what did Doug just say? Infinite game, finite, what? You need to check out Simon Sinek's book because that's coming right from that because that book is super dope. The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. If you have not listened or read that, definitely grab it and go for it. It's amazing. So let's, amazingly, we are like at our time. And so let's do this. Let's talk about one thing that one person can do today, which by the way, I don't know how much value Max or I will give to this like closing section here. But one thing that one person can do today to get better at the process, the documentation, the empathy to the people around them? Like, where does your guys' brain go with, like, here's your master tip? Ooh, ooh, can I, George, can I uh, almost take your same question and maybe frame it into a scenario for maybe, like, someone who's managing a small marketing team that may have come across this podcast and saw that we were talking about project management and maybe beforehand was thinking, oh, my team's inefficient or we keep missing deadlines or there's a lot of friction. Maybe I need to do project management better. And maybe that's the idea they have in their head. And then they come and listen to this. What, what advice would the two of you give that person? Like, do they need project management? Do they need to look other places first? Do they need to think about process or neither? Like, like, that person who came to the call in that situation, what's your message to them? Talk to your team. Yeah. Have a really honest conversation about how you as the manager of that team are feeling about 
those deadlines, the state of things, whatever that friction you're feeling is and see if they are how they are, where they are and develop process from there. Mm -hmm. Right. So Max, when you're talking about a team using multiple tools for project management and maybe in each of those tools, having a different process or having a different flow or different kind of approval structure. If that is a team dysfunction, then y'all probably need to have some conversations about that and figure out how to solve it from that place versus saying, well, we're just going to have a new tool and this is the way we're going to do it might not actually solve the problem. So I would start with the people. Um, They're probably the biggest variable. You hear that Southern come out of our Jersey girl? Every once in a while, it just, I got some Southern friends that just swoop. But, you know, sometimes when you listen to a lot of Springsteen, he gets it too. So I'm just borrowing from my idol. The person who said it best, the number one cause of a bad process, bad project management, who defined what needs to be done better than anyone else was Stephen Covey, who said, begin with the end in mind. Mm. Define the outcome more clearly. Yeah. I've never met somebody that, that had a true project or process management problem where the issue, the real underlying issue, was that there wasn't clear understanding of what the outcome or the milestone was. Mm. By the way, that's what the military is. And the military totally changed their their training process from rote process orientation to, and it's it, it's actually referred to as commander's intent in the episode on high context. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that. But it, it's when everyone understands where we're supposed to be, it is amazing how much the genius gets released in people. And mm. when it's not clear, then you can do, I mean, I've seen all kinds of massive process, advanced project management that has no context and they become far more efficient. They stop missing deadlines, but it doesn't really mean anything. I think you might've just unlocked something for me there too, in terms of like what my experience was, is that a lot of the friction that came from us using all these different like systems and, and the pain that came out of that is that we were always having these conversations from 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 management that was like or from leadership that was like you all need to be knowing what everyone else is working on at that time the problem was we were never you able didn't really to need an- we, well the problem was we never we never able to answer why why do i didn't need really to need know to. yeah you exactly. didn't only if they why? died and we could never and we could never define that and i think that caused a lot of friction because again like you just said we didn't define a clear endpoint Right. And, and, was, and by the way, o- only a couple people would need to know if you got hit yeah. by a bus, right? Everybody doesn't need right. to know. And that, by the yeah. way, that, that is, that was my point in the beginning is we keep pursuing myths, mm-hmm. right? The clarity that everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. I wanted, I would love to be in that state. I've come to realize that state doesn't exist. Yeah. It's I like, I that. go to everyone. Anytime I go over to someone's house, it's amazing because their house, their gun is always clean. Yep. Why can't we keep our house clean when everyone's house? But they say, don't open that door. I was like, go to open the closet. No, no, don't open, don't open that. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a reason my camera doesn't point that way. Do, do you know how many people look to what your team at HubSpot was doing and they talk about if we could just be like that? It, you know, they have their act together. Oh my God, look at if we could just be, if we could just be. They're they're envious of your team. They look at your team and they're envious of it because you are the people that have your act together. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one of my favorite things was the first guest blog post that I had that I submitted to HubSpot. It got published. I'm like, okay, I've been submitted. It was accepted. I wonder when, you know, and I tell my team, who, who knows when it's going to get published because I'm sure they have everything booked out, et cetera. And I get a phone call and say, Hey, is it okay if we publish this this afternoon? We, we need to get a blog post up this afternoon. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. That's what we do. Holy cow. And they're going to go public. Yeah. 
a lot there's more going so, on under the surface than you think. Yeah, yeah there's so like, much. Be a duck. Be a duck. That's my parting thought. Be a duck. I go I all the time, Doug. I'm with you. I want to be a mallard. Calm up front. Calm up top. Padding like a you-know-whater underneath. Yep. Perpetually. The and, fingers and is I, better, Max. You're right. Yeah. This is more like a duck than like the doggy paddle I was doing. You're so. Correct. So just so everybody is listening to this, we're literally doing doggy paddles and like finger things like ducks swimming under the water. But I think that's a great place. I think that's a great place to leave it is because honestly, the last like several minutes of this, actually the entire episode, if, if I'm being honest with myself and, and those of you who are listening to this, there's a lot you could go back and hit the rewind button and unpack and start to just dive down those little trails that have been stated about projects and process and friction and playing an infinite game, a finite thinking, like things like that that have been laid out here. So you have plenty of journeys that you can take in between now and the next episode of The Spot. Remember to go ahead and give us a five-star review, nothing less, only five. I'm just kidding. Make sure you hit us up on the socials. Let us know what you think of this episode. And if you have future episode ideas, we're open to that as well. And we will see you all in the next episode.